We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday. It is April 15th. It's 2021, and we have five MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by the man himself, Drizzy26. Dre, what's happening, my friend? Love Stevie. Just hanging in there, you know, trying to, you know, just watch to enjoy some sports on this lovely Wednesday night and hopefully try to win some money and recuperate after I thought I was going to have a big night tonight. Well, I um I played Zach Plezik tonight, so you know how my <laughs> night went. Um, but hey, listen, you just you bounce back from it. You play the next day. Um, I, I wrote him up. I feel terrible, man. I wrote him up on expert survey and a couple of premium things today, and oh, I hate when that happens. But at least like I put my money where my mouth is. Um, so like I went down on the ship. Anybody, it, it made it. It like it kind of made up for. You know, the Marlins stacked the night before, gave all that money back. So, um, yeah, so that's how I felt. yeah, that's how I felt tonight. I went with McCullers um, against Detroit when I kind of felt like Detroit was just going to have a good night tonight, and I'm paying for it in the, in the bad way. 
But it is what it is on to tomorrow, like you said. So hopefully get some people we can get some good plays so we can win t- tonight. Yeah, a lot of weird um just a lot of weird games in general on on uh Wednesday slate. So definitely get it ready to get rolling here. If you guys haven't already, head on over to our sponsor, superdraft.com. Roster your favorite plays without worrying about a salary cap. Sign up using promo code grinders for a $50 instant deposit alongside with the 50 percent deposit match bonus up to $500. They're overlaying almost every day in every sport. Um, make sure you guys are checking them out. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Love what they're doing over there on super draft. I think it's, it's different. It, it makes you think differently. And I always like that kind of stuff. They got MLB, they got NBA, they got golf, they got NHL, they have MMA and NASCAR as well on the weekend. So make sure you guys head on over to Superdraft if you haven't already and, um, you know, check them out. Give them some love. You like the podcast being free every day? Give them some love. Um, let's get into this slate. You know, first look as always, you know, we got five games. This is a nice little juicy five gamer. Um, I think the sweet spot in baseball is like eight to ten. Um, but these five game slates are where you can – you can get different on these slates. And when you get different on these smaller slates, um, you know, it could be really good or just really bad. And I think that is, you know, kind of how I approach these. How, how do you kind of approach a five game slate? Um, yeah. Like you said, it's, to me, a five game slate, um, slate to me is like more technical. Like I feel like it's where you really make your money and, and for the, like the good, good, like big time players or people who really do this full time. Because you, that's when you dive into the the, the um, statistics and the stats and figure out who is a good play, who's a sneaky play that no one might not be on. Because you just found out something about them that no one else might have not known. So I I use it to my advantage and try to you know you want to win big that day, hopefully. All right, let's get into it here. Arizona at Washington nine total. Washington's a one sixty favorite. Merrill Kelly against Patrick Corbin. Um, any interest here in Merrill Kelly? Mm, a, a little, not not really much. Um, well, because we're talking on on DK today, so um, he went at seventy one hundred. He's he hasn't pitched really that well. So, um, in Washington, I know a little bit, but they don't have that got many guys that strike out. So maybe in tournaments, you want to take a shot, but not really much. I would probably fade him altogether maybe um because i like the washington bats on the other side of this game more so than anything yeah with schwarber you know back in the lineup josh bell getting healthy it adds a few more extra bats in this lineup not overall great lineup in general um there's still definitely some missing pieces in this lineup but the strikeout rates are lower um just throughout the lineup and I think that is definitely something that we have to note um, when attacking them with pitching. So, and then Patrick Corbin on the other side of this game. What are your thoughts on him? He's he's a tricky one. Um, like I, I want to believe he still can be good, but that first outing he had against, but it was uh, great. It was against the Dodgers. It wasn't impressive. Um, I know Arizona does have a have a lot of players in their lineups that do strike out a good amount, but I I feel like he can have a good – he can have a decent game. Hopefully he's be able to bounce back, especially from, you know, playing the Dodgers. So I like him. He's And like I said, it's not many options on a five-game slate. So you got to like somebody out of all these guys. And 
he's he's a good option, but not probably my top option. My biggest problem with Patrick Corbin is one, I think he might be popular, and two, he just doesn't limit hard contact, and that just it it beats you up so much so much when that happens. Um, you know, even if you look back to last year. 10% soft contact rate, 49% hard hit rate. So a 39% hard to soft contact ratio. Like that is insta scary. Um, really good strikeout rate, really good stuff against lefties. But the problem here is Arizona can go pretty right-handed heavy. Like they might still have Calhoun and Peralta in there, but overall, LaCastro, Eduardo Escobar, uh, Cabrera, Ahmed, Kelly, like they could throw a lot of righties at Corbin here. I'm going to wait and see what the ownership looks like. If he's going to be chalk, I'll probably fade him. If he's not going to be chalk, I think you take some shots on him because he is somebody that every once in a while, the light bulb clicks above his head and he has those really stellar outings. Um, Let's talk Arizona bats. What's standing out to you here for the Diamondbacks? Uh, For the Diamondbacks with the bats wise, it's, <clears throat> Sorry, uh, with that with that matchup being Corbin, like you said, giving him hard contact. I like I like the lineup as a whole in general. Um, we got Christian Walker who's on the IL now, so he's going to be out of play. Um, I really, really, really am interested in um, Kelly. Um, yeah, Kelly at, at the catcher. I, I really am interested in him tomorrow. I think he's he's a good play. But just the lineup in general as a whole. Um, Escobar, like you said before, with the switchers, and they they, get, they have a lot of hard contact throughout the whole lineup. Um, I think I just think that it's going to be um, potentially a very very high scoring game. It could go over. I think personally, um, it just depends on, like you said, how how he pitches that day. And like in baseball, is such a variance in the high um, high variance sport. Sorry. Um, so I think that yeah, that's that's who I would just take with and see what the lineup what the lineup looks like. Um, yeah, just kind of looking overall here at Arizona, it is a five game slate. Um, you got like I think something, Le- I feel like I'd be sneaky too. So, yeah, I think if LeCastro bats lead off, I think he's he's in play. Nick Ahmed, like you have Corey Seeger on the slate, and you have and you have Trevor Story against the lefty, Bo Bichette against you know Junis. So, like, yeah. I think it's optimal to pay up at shortstop on the slate at first glance, at first look. But I think if you're going to pay down, Nick Ahmed would be an option. But I think this is a position that you're going to end up spending up for um, in in a majority of your lineups anyway. So I I think as far as Arizona goes, maybe a secondary stack, but it's really going to depend on where these guys are hitting and stuff in the lineup. If LeCastro bets lead off, he's 3,300, like he's in play. Um, You know, you mentioned Kelly. $4,500 $4,500 for a catcher is the dumbest thing ever. Um, just kidding, Dre. Um, I just have to stay on brand, buddy. Um, uh, oh, I completely understand. I, I personally like to I like to be different. I like to try to take the weird plays and hopefully they pay off for me. <laughs> um, let's talk Washington Bats here. Anything standing out to you for the Washington Bats? Um, the lineup in, as a general is this. I feel like this lineup can be popular tomorrow. Um, like Trey Turner, Juan Soto, you can't go wrong with them. Josh Bell should be back in the lineup because I think he wasn't playing today, if I'm correct. 
Um, Robles, I just I think the side as a whole is a good one. Like I said, they have to worry a little bit about the strikeouts, but I think that as a whole, it's, it's a great well, lineup. I, I like, and my favorite play probably from them from their side, I think it's going to be like Josh Bell. Um, like you say, he's getting healthy. Um, I'm just waiting for him to break out and have a game. Um, I don't know if it could be the third game, but I think this this is a good matchup for him to potentially um, uh, show out for his new team. See, I love Juan Soto here, but 6K, whew, um, that, it's, it's really hard to pay for him here. I like the cheap Washington bats. You know, you, might, you mentioned Josh Bell. Don't hate him. Um, Schwarber's 46. He's kind of like on that verge. Um, I already mentioned Trey Turner. I think this is a position you spend up for on the slate. So, um, yeah, just it will be interesting to see, like, who cracks the lineup here against Kelly. And if any of these cheap guys are towards the top of the order or not, uh, Texas at Tampa, eight and a half total Tampa, 175 favorite. It'd be an opening situation slash long relief situation for Texas. It's usually Tampa that we have to worry about that. And then Rich Hill is starting this game um, for Tampa. We'll start here uh, with the Texas situation. It sounds like Lyles is going to open and Wes Benjamin is going to come in and pitch after him. I don't think we touch this situation even on a five-game slate. Yeah, I agree. Um, I normally want my pitchers to go at least five innings. Um, and it seems like that's a lot harder these days um, in MLB. So I would just stay away from it. Let's talk Rich Hill. Um, does he pique your interest at all here? A little, because te- you know, because Texas lineup has not been that great this year. So, I I, I can see myself getting to him. Um, because it's a nine it, K is it's a little bit of a steep price to pay for him, but I think though, honestly, it's it's warranted with with this being a five game with a five game slate. So, it, it's going to be tough and tricky, but. It depends on how you want to build. If you want to, if you want to see about the strikeouts, which I think has strikeout upside in this matchup, then I definitely would say yes. Let's uh, go with him. Yeah, I don't. I think his ceiling is like ninety pitches. Um, like he's forty-one years old now. Rich Hill is. He's 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 getting up there, and he still throws fastball, curveball. Like that's what he throws. And his fastball is an eighty-nine mile an hour straight fastball. His curveball is where he gets guys out. Um, and if you look at batted ball data, this is a fantastic matchup for Rich Hill. Um, these guys are, are are below average against curveballs against left-handed pitching. If you look at this entire Texas lineup, if they roll out this like lefty heavy lineup, they did it against Fleming on Wednesday. So I don't think it's crazy to think that like. Gallo and Dahl and Lowe are going to be in the lineup, then I think Rich Hill's in play. You're paying 9K for a ceiling of 90 pitches, maybe 95 on a good day. Um, And I don't think it's crazy because when you look at pitchers on this slate, Julio Urias is going to be massive, massive, massive chalk. Um, so I think he's in play, but that doesn't mean I like it. Um, I, I do think there's a lot of downside to potentially playing Rich Hill here. He does strike out righties more than he strikes out lefties since the start of last season, and they're, that's definitely interesting. But I, I think Hill's in play. 
Um, Texas Bats, anything standing out to you for Texas? Uh, so I'm looking at the line right now for Texas, who they're going to have out there. Um, it's it's going to be tricky. Like, I, I like them as a GPP um, um, stack. That That's it. So, like, uh, like you said, Dahl, uh, Gallo, uh, Nate Lau, if they, if they run that, that lefty heavy line like you said they did today, I, I like that. Um, as like I said, GPPs, they're they're a deep shot. It's not something that's gonna um, probably always get you in the first place, but it's definitely gonna be different. Something I don't think that anyone's gonna play. So um, I like to take a couple of bats from that side as far as those guys. The thing about Texas in this slate is they're free. Like they yeah. are your vomit stack, as Blender likes to say, of the day, um, because. One guy is over 4K, and everybody else is under 4K. Um, so secondary stack, main stack, all that stuff I think is in play here for Texas. I think they are a close your eyes and take a cheap stack play of the day. Um, and if Rich Hill gets in trouble, the only downfall to playing Texas in this spot is – the Tampa bullpen is really good. And, and, you know, that's why they did. That's why they had such a run that they had last season. Their, their bullpen is fantastic. So that's the one downside. Um, let's talk Tampa bats here on the other side. You know, like I said, we got Lyles and then Benjamin, you know, it is one of those situations where Lyles is going to open as a righty. Benjamin's going to come in and he's a lefty. Um, what are we looking at here for the Tampa bats? Tampa's a team, if I'm correct, that likes to switch up their hitters in the middle of the game based on the pitchers um, and not afraid to pull someone. So, and it worked for them last year, but I don't know if that was just because it was a shortened season. Um, it's they're, they're going to probably be one of, I feel like they're probably going to be one of the better teams to target um, as far as bat wise on the slate. Um, I expect, I expect um, Austin Meadows, a Rose, a Rosarina. Yeah, that's yeah, Rosarina. Uh, Brandon Lau, like I know those, I know Lau and um, Meadows have high strikeouts, but I think their contact, um, the hard contact percentage more than makes up, um, hard hit percentage makes more than makes up for it. Sorry, um, and just up and down the whole lineup, I think it's good. And uh, Benjamin, who's going to come in, has a has struggled against a lot of the righties. So um, Zui knows a good play. Uh, Will Ad- Adams is also a good play to me, and Margot um, and, and Diaz too as well. So. To me, the the lineup as a whole is is great. Uh, I expect it to probably be one of the top stacks that's going to be targeted tomorrow because, it's, like I said, it's Texas and the pitching situation that they have going on. Yeah, and like this bullpen's not great. Uh, it was good to see Brandon Lau um, hit a home run on Wednesday. He is off to kind of a slow start, so maybe he can get rolling here, and like this Tampa offense can just get rolling in general. So. Um, I like the Tampa stack. I think they're very much in play on the slate. Uh, we got Toronto at Kansas City. No total in this game. It's Rourke against Junis. Um, we'll start here with Tanner Rourke. Do you have any interest in Rourke here? Tanner, not really, no. Like, it's, it's, I can't. I can't do it. I don't, I think Kansas City, I think Kansas City, actually, like, their bats, I think they have a lot of talent on their side, so. I can't get play work at all on the slate. I don't care if it's a five game slate or not. 
Dre, just tell him how it is, man. Rorik stinks. Um, <laughs> he has a 5.65 xFIP with a 18% K rate and a 10% walk rate since the start of last season. He allows 45% fly balls on 46% hard contact. Like, you don't want him pitching against minor league teams. Like, he allowed three home runs in his first start because he's not good. Um, and that was against Texas. Not much better here um, as far as, like, this matchup against Kansas City. But, yeah, I don't think this is a spot you're going to look at him. And Jacob Junis on the other side of this game, you know, threw 58 pitches against Cleveland in his last start. But, I, okay, he had – he came out of the bullpen a couple um, games before that, um, and it, it looked like he was going to work out of the bullpen this season. But, um, obviously, things change out and, you know, injuries happen. Yep. What are we doing here with Junis? See, it's a tricky situation because Toronto does have a lot of strikeout upside in their lineups, but I, I think you have. I think on the slate you have to roll the dice and take a chance. Um, that's not a good chance um, that is that he's going to be effective, but you never know because, like I said, with the variance in baseball and. The, the the high strikeouts um, that I, that um Toronto has with their bats, I and besides um besides like obviously some of the players like Simeon, um I yeah I can't I I go and play him a little bit in GPPs and tournaments. He's not going to be like a core play or a cash play for me. It's kind of hard though, um like you said because it's a tricky situation with them. Yeah, I worry about how deep he's going to pitch. Um, I. <laughs> The Toronto lineup is very talented. I yes, know they haven't they shown really. it. Like they haven't shown it yet this season, but they are very talented. They don't typically strike out a lot. Um, I think the highest strikeout rate on the is against random pitching is like the catcher position. Um so I I don't know. I think you could take shots on him if you're playing a bunch of tournaments just because it is a five game slate. But I think that's – I don't know, man. There's just not a lot of pitching options on this slate either. So, you know, that's what makes him playable. In play, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, looking at the Toronto Bats, I, I think they're, you know, a, as a stack, they're very much in play here. Oh, yes, I agree. Um, like, Boba Shett, uh, Vlad, Guriel, all of them. Joe Panic, like, I, I, Marcus Simeon. Telez, yes, just, just give me all of them tomorrow. Honestly, I, I would, I love them as a sack. Um, yeah, like obviously, Teoscar Hernandez is out, and that has brought in some of these cheaper plays as well. So it's not uh, an expensive stack to make happen either. So you can still kind of get pitching and maybe even a really solid secondary stack if you're stocking stacking Toronto. So. I think that's what's, um, you know, somewhat interesting about them. And then, you know, on the Kansas City side of things, like Merrifield's super expensive and Perez is super expensive, but everybody else is cheap. Um, I think that's what makes this team very playable here. Like, I love Soler at 43 or 3,400. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Soler's Soler is a good play. Um, and Santana, too. Um, he, he should be in line tomorrow. I think he's a great play, too. Uh, 4,200 first baseman, um, probably a little bit of a different play from an off the board. Um, and those are like the main players I would target from here. Um, even uh, I, Nicky Lopez, I know he hasn't been great this season, 
Um, so far, he's maybe if he's in a lineup, he might be worth a little bit of a shot. Um, I like Ben Intendi too as well. I know a lot of people. He's not a popular player by um, a lot of the, a lot of fantasy players, but I think he's a he's a solid um, MLB player and, and he'll be good. So I that's the I can see that as like a secondary stack. Um, not uh, if you do do a uh, unless you want to do like something to get different and do like a five man of them, you could run that out too. I think and be good. Detroit at Oakland, eight and a half total here. Oakland at one sixty favorites. Um, Sean Manaya against Scoble. Um, I guess we'll start here with Sean Manaya. Or no, we'll start with Scoble. Sorry, um, I was reading backwards. Um, any interest here in Tarek Scoble? No, not at all. Just, just no. Plain and simple, no. His pitching slate is ugly. It is but ugly. Like you have to, but you have to take a shot on somebody. But I don't think I want to take a shot with him. I rather, I rather, I rather take my chance with Junis, honestly, than take my chance with Scoble. Yeah, like I think the biggest difference between Junis and Scoble is like Scoble is going to give up a couple home runs, but he's going to strike people out in the process. Um, I don't know. <sighs> the downside is last start. He gave up three home runs to Cleveland. Like this is a guy that gives up a lot of home, hard, hard contact and a lot of fly balls to righties. Um, Matt Olson being potentially out of the lineup is, you know, taking out one of the lefties, even though, like, Matt Olsen's, like, a really good hitter. Scoble has really good numbers against lefties. So, like, if Olsen's out of the lineup, they're potentially adding another righty to the lineup. Um, so, it would be interesting to see, because, like, I know Mitch Moreland's banged up, too. Um, but it's it's one of those things that, like, if they add another right-handed bat, um, but, like, if if – if Olsen's out and they start like Seth Brown, all right, a little bit of a bump to Scoble in that one. Um, but they, they have so many righties that they can throw at him in this spot that it makes it really tough to to trust him. Um, Sean Manaya on the other side, I think the biggest positive for Sean Manaya here is he threw 97 and 101 pitches in his first two starts this season. Um Neither one of them were fantastic, um, but they were both against Houston. He pitched a lot better in the second one than he did in the first one. Um, he's 7,400. I think he's going to be popular here, even with Detroit kind of rolling a little bit with the bats lately. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely for sure, because it's Detroit, and everyone thinks Detroit stinks. Like you say, even though they've been playing better the last two nights um, and lately, I it, it's still Detroit, so um, I'm like out of the pits, and like you said, with way pitching is set up, it's not many options. So I would, I think he is going to be a top play for me tomorrow, just from that perspective alone. Yeah, don't be afraid to take some bats against him here. Um, Nunez, oh, I, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah, like Nunez is very good against lefties. We played him a ton when he was with Baltimore. Um, I think he's very much in play. Wilson Ramos is a little expensive at 4,100, but he's a guy that, you know, can hit home runs and gives you plenty of upside. So I think he's another guy that you could potentially look at. Is there anything else here for Detroit? Um, looking at this right now real quick. I That's the main guys definitely for sure that I, I want to target. 
Um, I'm kind of looking at Goodrum too, um, possibly. Um, I think he's a he's a solid option that you could use tomorrow. Thirty three hundred as a short, uh, and he can play second base with shortstop. But I, don't, I think second base is second base is kind of it's kind of deep, but he's a little bit like I said off off the beaten path play. Um, but yeah, that that's really about it from Detroit. Um, and like I said, it's a that's a stack that I would just use to get different. Um, and to go against like a popular pitcher to in case that pitcher fails type of situation. Yeah, and uh, we should mention Jonathan Scope too. Um, you know, oh yeah, Scope. Lefties. I forgot about him. Yeah, sorry, um, I forgot about him. Oakland. You know, we got Matt Chapman, we got Mark Connor, um, Loriano should be- potentially bat lead off. We got a cheap catcher in like Sean Murphy who has power against left-handed pitching. They're definitely a stack that I'm looking at on teams that like I'm not taking shots on Scoble. I think you're stacking Oakland. Um, there's a lot of stacks on the slate. You could definitely go like three man stacks on this slate, go like three, three, two, or anything like that. Um, over there on DraftKings, and you could even go three, what is it, three, three, two on FanDuel as well. So, um, definitely don't mind looking at like different lineup builds on a five game slate just to, you know still play guys that you like and just make your lineup construction different than other guys. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. That's, that's, and I think that's when you get into small stages where you have to get different. Um, it's not like it's a big game slate, like, let me like 11 game or 10 game slate where you, where it's mandatory, where you feel like you got to sack four or five, um, mans and, and hopefully, you know, it goes off and wins, but tonight definitely to make it a little bit to get as many bats, because to me, that's what from just from just going through the slate, and looking at it, it's going to be more so you're targeting the bats and just taking whatever pitcher you know has the upside to give you the highest score, whether it be whether the highest pitching score ends up being 17 or 10. It, it, you just got to take whatever you can get and with the way the pitching is set up. And I think taking the, the bats that are going to give you the upside um, for home runs and points is the way to go on this slate. Um. Anything else here for Oakland? Um, no, I do need all the players I would target. That that I would pretty much target the team as a whole is is good. I think it's going to be one of the it's going to be a good stack to target. Um, and also good one offs for sure. All right, we finish it out uh, with Colorado at LA taking on the Dodgers. Eight total in this game. Game Gomber against Urias. Um, Urias is a three hundred. The Dodgers are a three hundred favorite. I'm, I don't know. Um, when we're looking at Gomber here, it's a it's a lefty against the Dodgers. It, it's just at this point, like it's any pitcher against the Dodgers, you're probably staying away from. But I will say this: depending on what this lineup looks like, they can go like Will Smith, Chris Taylor, AJ Pollock, and they could really take out a lot of these lefties. But if they roll out that, like, Seager, Muncy, Lux, um, McKinnistry, like, if they roll out that, like, super heavy lineup, lefty lineup, like, I don't think he's the worst, worst like, tournament dart on this slate. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. It's just the Dodgers going against them with the way they play. But, I, but like you said, but I'm all about getting different, too, so. Yeah, it's it's worth a shot for sure. It, and there's and there's worse worse plays out there on the state of my opinion than than um than Gombert. Uh like you said, we talked about Scoble before and and Rorick. So those are I think he's 
uh, in play is one of the better options as far as when it comes to those other options. It really depends on the lineup. If, like I said, if they take Lux out and they put Taylor in there, if they take BD out and, you know, like Will Smith or somebody's in there, um, if they figure a way to get like Will Smith and Barnes and Pollock and Taylor in there, like, all right, now we're talking. Um, so be careful. <laughs> be careful. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at, sorry, sorry. I'm just looking at the projected line that they have right now. It's possible. It's just going to take a lot of maneuvering around. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're going to do it though. But I, I can. I can see it. And if they do do that, then yes, target him a lot. Well, a decent um, let's talk Urias. He is um, by far going to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. I don't care what his price is. There's plenty of value bats. There's plenty of secondary stacks that are cheap on this slate. I don't see I don't see him not being popular and I don't know man I want to fade him I really do but how do I fade him <laughs> Honestly I was going to say I don't think you can I think I think honestly um, you can you can at your own risk but I think he's probably going to be the highest scoring pitcher on the slate personally um I think you just have to play him in play lock like Hit the lock button on him, as Chief would say, um, and then just play some other pitcher and with a with a little bit of a vomit stack or or a couple um, contrarian one offs that are going to be low owned, um, and just to get different th- in, in other positions because we all know baseball is about variance, but I can't see this one being something that's going to d- deter and go a, a different way and a, and a different option. Yeah, like some of the best hitters in this lineup are lefties. Like, obviously, you're super worried about like Story and CJ Crone. Um, but you know, Urias actually had a lower ISO to righties last year, I, and like he pitched so well against this team in cores earlier this season. He threw 79 pitches and scored 27 fantasy points, and and yeah, and that was like you said in cores. So that's scary. That's everybody's gonna look so, at that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, any Rockies bats that you like here? It's gonna to be tough. Um, not really, but I'm not afraid. Of, but I'm I will take maybe. You, I mean, you can take a couple like one offs. Um, and 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 Crone potentially story like you said before, but that that's really it. it would just be a couple one offs if anything. It wouldn't be nothing. I can't see myself rolling out a stack against him. I can't. No, there's too many good, like, secondary stacks and stuff. Um, yeah, I just – I don't think you can do it. Um, I, I think also, like, CJ Chrome is a great one-off because he's a cheap first baseman. If you're not paying up for, like, Muncie or Vlad – like this is a slate that you you can save some money at first base. I, I think Carlos Santana is super interesting. Um, we talked about Nunez, Crone's kind of in that range as well, um, where you can save some save some money at first base here. So, you know, R- Rowdy Tellis um, is another guy. Yep. So overall, um, we'll have to kind of see. And then as far as the Dodgers go, like I love Taylor at forty two hundred. Um, AJ Pollock would be a core play for me on this slate if he cracks the lineup because he's 3,400 and 
he usually is someone that you can count on against the lefty. What are your thoughts here on the Dodgers? Uh, the Dodgers, yeah, I. It's hard not to like them. I, depending on which catcher is going to be in there, um, but I, I, I believe right now we have a projected for Will Smith, which I like a lot. Um, he's someone I know he's a little bit pricey, but and you don't like paying off a catcher, but um, I like paying off a catcher if it's if it's um, in a good spot. So Will Smith is someone I, I would definitely target to try to get my line. Chris Taylor um, might it might be probably like one of my favorite plays, honestly. Um, second base and outfield on the slate. Um, Justin Turner, too. Um, I know he's a little pricey at 5,500, but I think he's a great player. This, anyone pretty much in this Dodger lineup, I just want to get as many Dodger bats as I can into my lineups um, tomorrow, honestly. The, you can just go with anybody, honestly, I think at this point with the Dodgers because they just have such good hitting and such good talent all the way around. It's It's undeniable. Yep. Um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then um, I'll give out my super draft play of the day and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we'll use DK pricing, it's always hard on these smaller slates, but it's always fun as well. Um, under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Um, who do you got? Under 8,000 to get six or more strikeouts. Uh, I'm going to go with. Manaya. All right. I think that's the option. Um, he's the guy that I would probably take as well. First pick. Um, makes you like Corbin more, right? Um, yeah. I was going to say Corbin was my was going to be my next pick, um, but I said I just decided to go with Manaya because Corbin because that Arizona lineup they they, they don't perform, uh, to me just this year alone they don't perform how they with their talent. What they have talent-wise. Yeah, I think Corbin's the next best option. Um, over 8K to score under 15. There's only two guys. You got to pick which one you you like to bust more. Good God. Well. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a – I'm going to go on a limb and say Urias. All I'm right. taking a chance, even though I know it's not going to happen, but let's play it. I'm defaulted into Rich Hill, but I probably would have taken Urias too. So, um, just because I like to be different, Urias is just like it's really easy to play Urias and Rich Hill on this slate, um, mm-hmm. with some of these cheaper bats. So, be really interesting to see what ownership looks like. Um, give me a home run over four thousand. Who's going to hit a home run up here at the high price, guys? Hmm. Give me. Do you have any rules where you can't use any Dodgers bats? Nope, just no cores when cores on the slate. That's my only rule. When... Wow, that's your only rules when cores on the slate. All right. Oh, matter of fact, these are over four thousand. Okay, I got my un- I got my under already. I'm gonna go with. Where is he? How much is he? Just want to make sure I verify the price. Yeah, Juan Soto. Well, you got to verify. He's the highest priced guy in the slate. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't find him. He got lost in the shuffle when I was looking for him. I'm gonna go off the board here. I'm gonna go Carlos Santana. Um, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits. Oh, Josh Bell. 
All right. I already said mine. Um, I like Pollock a lot today, assuming that he cracks the lineup and he's in a good lineup spot. I also like Andrew Benintendi. Um, we didn't really talk about him. Totally forgot. I keep forgetting he's on the Royals. Um, I miss the, the fact that he's in Boston, but um, like Benintendi as well. Give me a stack to score six or more runs on the slate, and it can't be the Royals because I already picked them. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to pick the Royals too. Because I, I I do love the Royals. Like I, now, allowed to have them. I already Benny. wrote it down on the sheet. Ah, uh, come on, Stevie. <laughs> uh, give me. <laughs> Dag, you really? Dag, I really was focused on them too. That's the craziest part. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on a limb and say Tampa Bay. Like there's like five teams on the slate that can score six or more runs. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Surprised you didn't take the Dodgers. I left you a layup. I'm, I'm not trying to go obvious. I'd like to be different, just like you. <laughs> um, any over under against the spread? Any money line? Any of the lines standing out to you right now? Uh, not right now. In particular, I don't. Ha- I don't. I don't have lines in front of me currently. But um, if I, but just looking at from what we we're talking about before. I kind of like the over um, in the Texas um, Tampa Bay game. Um, I, I think you know it can possibly go over, um, depending on how the pitching goes in that matchup. But yeah, I was looking really quick to see if the so the Royals and Blue Jays line is still not up yet. Um, if that game opens at like eight and a half, take the over. Yeah, that's going that's going way over in my opinion. Like I would even I would I think I'd take the over up to like nine and a half in that game, um, for what it's worth. So really like that game. I think we made it very obvious that we like that game on today's slate. Um, my super draft play of the day. So I was kind of looking through super draft and they priced the Dodgers really appropriately. Um, so just kind of attacking this Kansas City game again. I really like Ben Detendi at 1.4x. Um, should bat towards the top of the order against Rorick. Um, really like that. I'm probably missing somebody. I, I did a sweep over right before we started uh, to see where some of these bats were going to be. And like, for what it's worth, I think Superdraft did a fantastic job on this slate with the multipliers. So the only guy that I saw that was like super interesting at like the two X multiplier, he was like 1.95 X um, with Sean Murphy. And like, it's a catcher. He'll be very low owned over there. Uh, it's a lefty righty matchup and he has home run upside. So just kind of wanted to throw that out there, but they did a great job on the today's slate. Um, again, really like the Dodgers, Oakland um, and Kansas city over there on super draft. And as far as pitching goes, Good luck. Um, Urias is 2X. He'll be very, very popular over there. Shamanaya is 1.85. Uh, so expect those two guys to be the chalk pitchers. And there's obviously ways that you can get different on this slate, um, especially over there. So, uh, Dre, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, no, just just try to get different. Um, I know we already know, you know the popular section, what they're going to be in the popular place. Just, just use that to use that knowledge to your advantage and get the leverage, um, with with some of the hitters. Don't be afraid to take some stands against some good pitchers. 
that is going to wrap it up here for Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone, and we'll see you then.